You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The great thing for me in the University of Florida, NIL is going to be a strength here, so... You know, we've got our strategy and our plan, and we're excited about executing that going forward. You know, and we just happen to be at a place uh, that has tremendous history, tradition. NIL is no problem. It's a slam dunk at Florida, and we're going to – our players are going to benefit from that. And we're going to execute that and try to help our team and help the Gators win. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decision of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of name, image, and likeness. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. In this talent acquisition business, name, image, and likeness will play a huge role in Florida returning to the elite status of college football. It can start here. Join the Gator Collective. Link is in the description. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. Man, bringing you a big episode. Hitting at it all week. You guys know if you follow recruiting, this one was very likely for the Gators. And in the end, it happens as defensive lineman Kelby Collins commits to the Gators over Alabama. Commits to the Gators over Georgia. Gators get a big one here. Top-ranked recruit in the class so far is Kelby Collins. We'll break it down right here on Gators Breakdown. Big time get for the Gators. Cannot stress that enough. You guys know how big it is. We'll get into the rankings. We'll get into what type of player he is. But just on the surface, just putting the blanket over it, this is a big-time get at a position of need for the Gators. And if you want to go by star ranking and if you want to go by just, you know, the the, the type of player Florida is getting here, big-time get. So let's get into it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Really helps us out bringing you this episode right here on this Saturday, just a couple hours after Kelby Collins commits to the Gators 
Yeah, if, with these episodes pop up like this, you'll if you subscribe, you can turn those notifications on. You'll know when Gators Breakdowns live. These commits come flying in. You know we're doing an episode. So get those notifications. Don't miss an episode. Leave a comment right there. I know the comments already hot and heavy. I see them coming in right there. Everybody thanking you. You know, another thank you joining me live right here on a Saturday. You know, Saturday videos, of course, can be hit or miss. I know everybody's busy on the weekend. I'm busy myself. We knew this one was coming up a bit. We got it going. So leave a comment, like, subscribe, help us out on YouTube, help us keep growing. Check us out at the Home of Gators Breakdown, newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. And of course, if you want to keep the conversation going, join Gators Breakdown Plus, and you can keep the conversation going right there in that Discord server. So all right, Gator Nation, let's get it started. You know it. We got to commit Kelby Collins, defensive lineman, 6'5", 280 pounds from Gardendale, Alabama. This is Florida's only third commitment out of the state of Florida. Two out of the state of Georgia. One right now in the state of Alabama. But here we go. From Gardendale, Alabama, he picks Florida over Alabama, the in-state home team, of course, and Georgia, 6'5", 280 pounds. He is a four-star on both of the services right here on the 24-7 Sports Composite. He is the 70th overall player in the country, the 6th-ranked defensive lineman. We go over to the own three consensus. As I mentioned, a four-star there as well. The 60th-ranked overall player in the country and the 7th-ranked defensive lineman is Kelby Collins. Big, big get for the Gators if you go by recruiting rankings, which we all do, or most of us do, I don't want to speak for you if you don't, but there you go. We talk about the importance of getting those blue chips. Well, this is another four-star to add to the class. We'll get into that. This is a top 100 player. Both services right here let you know the type of player, the level of player Florida is getting right here. In Kelby Collins. So the Gators, of course, beat out Alabama, mostly Alabama. And he had Georgia as a finalist, too. We knew this was coming down to Florida. We knew this was coming down to Alabama. Collins picks Florida in the end. Florida's 18th and highest rated commit. Barely edging out wide receiver Aiden Mazzell right there. So we look at this class and we identified coming in, what does Florida need? What does Florida need to target? Well, Florida needs to target wide receiver. Florida needs to t- t- uh, target defensive linemen. And the two, right now, as we sit here on August 13th, this class is starting to fill up, and Florida's two highest commits are a defensive lineman and a wide receiver. Job well done. The only two top 100 class, uh, commits in the class so far in this 2023 class. And for Collins, you know, if we go to Florida's all-time commit list, Collins comes in as the 22nd best defensive lineman Florida has ever signed, dating back to the early 2000s when they started keeping up with these recruiting rankings. A rating of 96.64 makes him the highest-rated defensive line line commit since Jeremiah Scooby-Williams in the 2021 class. We know he's turned linebacker, so if we want to go strictly defensive line, now he was Scooby played, you know, was that defensive lineman in that yeah, edge rusher in high school. But you know, we knew he was getting moved to linebacker. So if we want to cheat the system a little bit and we want to go straight looking at defensive lineman, Collins is the highest since Jervon Dexter in the 2020 class. Dexter was the sixth highest ever, by the way. <laughs> so let you know uh, just how hard it is to get up to that level. Now, but Collins historically sits between Chris Bogle 
and Marcus Thomas on the all-time commit list for the Gators. All right, so here we go. I mean, this 24-7 sports offers this analysis of Collins just to let you know the type of player Florida is getting right here. Collins possesses the prototypical size and frame to develop into an interior lineman at the next level. Displays good athletic ability and position versatility, showing the ability to line up in multiple positions across the defensive line. Possesses some slight hip and ankle stiffness, but overcompensates with an explosive first step, initial quickness, and heavy hands. Has the ability to beat you with speed or power, and shows the ability to close space quickly once in the backfield. Can anchor in the run game and also offers a consistent pass rush ability as an interior lineman. Explosive athlete that has the ability to play the run and the pass. Could grow into a 300-pound-plus interior player, but more than likely projects to beginning his career as a three-technique at the next level. Well-built player with an ideal frame that will more than likely need one to two years to develop and projects as an impact multi-year starter at the Power 5 program at the next level. Keep it going. We'll go to the other side and go to on three. On three offers highly productive, big frame defensive lineman who could play a number of spots along the defensive front. Measures in six foot five, two seventy eight, with a six foot six wingspan. Prior to his junior season, has been some time there. Has been a dominant high school defensive lineman for a few seasons. Total twenty tackles for loss and twelve sacks as a junior. Frequently in opposing backfields, using quick and strong hands to disengage from blocks. A fluid mover who closes quickly behind the line of scrimmage, strong run defender, chases down plays from the backside, could line up as a defensive end or move inside at the next level, depending on his size, lacks high end length for the position relative to other highly ranked peers. It's a big get here for the Gators, of course, and we got to kind of dial in a little bit. As we know, Sean Spencer, Coach Chaos, big Big here, big get for him and his position group. Let's not let's not overlook Chase Clark, an assistant college personnel for on-campus recruiting for the Gators as well. He really got the job done here. Clark's from the state of Alabama, has a background there, pays off right here in helping with Collins. And I want to throw also, because you guys remember a couple weeks ago talking about Friday Night Lights and being around that, throw TJ Searcy in this mix as well. Back at Friday Night Lights, almost every time I saw Searcy, Collins was on his hip. Collins was right beside him. So, you know, talk about, you know, the big picture recruiting and why you want some of those high-level recruits earlier in the class. Well, it's partly because of a reason like this. You get them around each other. They can help recruit. And I'm telling you, as soon as Friday Night Lights started a couple Fridays ago, those two were pretty much inseparable all night. Every time I saw Cersei, I saw Collins. And there you go. Get those guys in, let you help, let them help recruit. And I'm telling this is this is a recruitment. You guys have chronicled this with me, and, I, and I've let you know. I, I wrote this one off months ago. I no way, Florida's not getting him. He's from the state of Alabama. Bama parents background with Bama. I wrote this one off. Thought it was going to be hard to pull him from Alabama, but Florida kept after him. He decided not to show up at Alabama for some visits the week leading up to Friday Night Lights. 
then shows up at Florida. And then the realness kind of right then and there. I, I mean, I knew his name was around, of course, but I, I couldn't see it happening until then. Not showing up at Bama, showing up at Florida. Florida just keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And then the realness, it kind of finally started sitting in right there. Okay, becoming, becoming part of this class is a little bit of reality now. It really set in starting not showing up at Bama, showing up at Friday Night Lights. And then once I saw firsthand how the interaction was with him, the staff, and Searcy, I was like, okay, well, this, this one's a little bit more real than I was giving it credit for. And I didn't want to discount Florida here in that. That's not what I was trying to do at that moment. It's just, okay, you know, he's from the state of Alabama, highly rated recruit in the state of Alabama. Bama wants him. His name kind of fell off a little bit. We got that visit, I believe, earlier in the spring. It dipped a little bit, kind of fell off a little bit. Then it kind of ramped back up. I mean, this is a big, big get over the Crimson Tide here. His mom has admitted they've always favored that in-state school, always been fans of Alabama. His dad himself has called him a diehard Alabama fan. But in the end, it is the Florida Gators that end up getting the commitment of Kelby Collins. A big-time get for the Gators. Just not long ago, getting Aiden Mazzell, the wide receiver, discussed him, what type of player he is. That was a win over Alabama. That was a win over Georgia. Those are the battles you have to start winning if you want to chip away at the talent deficit that you have currently over those two schools. You've got to start winning battles like this. So far, so good. Now, of course, you're not going to get all of them. Florida's lost their share of guys to Alabama and Georgia as well. But, and we'll get into it, maybe one more coming up tomorrow that favors Florida that Georgia is also in on and Georgia wants. But if you're going to get back to Atlanta, not always, well, not always because Florida was there in 2020, but most of the time people penciling in in the preseason like we're seeing right now, you're going to pencil in Alabama. You're going to pencil in Georgia to go to Atlanta at the end of the season. Well, we want to stop that. We want to start having people start picking Florida. Well, it starts right here, as it always does, by picking off recruits that don't go to Alabama, that don't go to Georgia. Long way to go in that. Not saying this is an instant fix, but you got to start somewhere. And I think we're starting to see it just a bit in this class. And Florida's two highest commits so far in this class. You got them over the two big beasts in the East, uh, beasts in the SEC. So how big was this for Florida right now? Well, it moves Florida up to 12th in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And make sure, get this right, 18 commits. Of course, and we followed this the whole time. 16 four-stars for the Gators, two three-stars. That's what makes up the class right now. 16 four-stars, two three-stars. I know we're all waiting on that five-star, and we'll see what comes down the road. And, you know, Cormani McLean is that, that, that guy we're waiting for, for that five-star to be in this class. But, man, blue-chip Billy filling this class with blue-chips. Florida's got an average right now of 91.34. You start getting above 91 right there, just good trajectory for this class. Florida's just a hair, and I mean a, basically tied for Tennessee right now at 11. Tennessee's got a score of 252.22. Florida's got a score of 252.15. 
that's not, you know, that's pretty much as close as you're going to get in recruiting rankings right now when you go to those decimal points. Basically tie with Tennessee right now at 11. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So looking at this class right now, and Kelby Collins, at Collins to the defensive front class, Tier J. Searcy, the 159th ranked player in the country. Edge rusher, Isaiah Nixon, who may project more as an outside linebacker when it's all said and done, but right now, the 205th ranked player in the country. But you look at him as an edge, outside linebacker, so an up-front player. And the 255th ranked player in the country, Gavin Hill. A solid foundation up front for the Gators, Got better today with Kelby Collins. And we might as well look ahead to tomorrow. If you're watching this on Saturday, of course, thank you so much. About 300 of you watching right now on YouTube. Thank you for joining me live. But I'm going to pop it right back up. We've been chronicling this. We've been following this. It was going to be hard to mess up this defensive line class. We'll go to tomorrow and Sunday. And Cameron James, I'd be absolutely floored if Florida was not the pick there. It would, be another, it would be another big win. It would be a win over Georgia. But we throw up this graphic here I've been kind of keeping up with the last month or so, and you see at the very top of these targets that Florida was going after at this point in time along the defensive line, it was headlined by Kelby Collins, the top 100 player. If you see everybody else on the list, if you're, if you're watching the YouTube version, if you're not, but I'll, I'll list it for you. He was the only one that was top 100 on both services, was Kelby Collins. Florida gets him. I'm going to take a look at it right here, though. Timorian Parker, top 100 on 24-7. He is the 100th ranked player there on three, has him as the 120th. Defensive tackle Jordan Hall, probably behind Cormani McLean, my top target right now. We know the Florida, we know the help Florida needs right there in the middle. And a talent infusion at the same time. Jordan Hall from Westside in Jacksonville gives you that. He's the 120th player on 24-7 and the 88th ranked player on all three. I would say right now, if Will Norman makes the decision, whenever that would be, <laughs> we don't know. We're just kind of still waiting on that one. Will Norman, 143rd on 24-7, 156th on all three. Xavier Hardy, I don't know. We'll see where that one goes. I probably wouldn't, you know, he, he's not going to be some up above the guys I've already mentioned. That name seems to be kind of fading away a bit. Xavier McCloyd, you know, from South Carolina. Started hearing some rumblings of Florida made lead for him. That came out of nowhere from the South Carolina side of things. I don't really know where that one stands. But then tomorrow on Sunday, we're looking at Cameron James right here, the 188th ranked player on 24-7, the 213th ranked player on on three. Georgia wants him really bad. 
I'd be Florida. Florida's not the pick. You know, I don't ever put 100% recruiting. Just the way it goes, you never, never know. But if you told me to pick right now, and this is not a surprise, you know, you guys know it out there too. All you out there who have a who had, if you have a choice to pick where Cameron James is going to go, you'd be picking Florida as well. And then to round it out right here on this list, Caden McDonald, a 290th ranked player in the country on 24-7, 329th ranked player on all three, true defensive tackle that the Gators could absolutely use. And I don't think numbers are too much a concern here. We know all the help Florida needs up front. We know the depth needs of Florida up front. Bring them in, you figure it out later. Whether it be defensive tackle, whether it be strong side defensive end, weak side defensive end, whether it's a, you know, where are they going to fit defensive tackle or defensive end or edge or outside linebacker, Florida needs to help up front, and we know that. Plenty of options right here. Kelby Collins already in the mix, but besides him, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other players that Florida can fill this class out with and in good shape for a few of those right there, especially Cameron James, of course. Will Norman probably be the next best I feel about. Hopefully Jordan Hall in the end. I think that's a Florida-Georgia battle right now. We'll probably come down to Florida-Georgia. But we know those are the battles you have to start winning. Love it when we get convinced like this, of course. Big time. Can't, can't be overstated. Cannot be overstated. We know what Florida faces. We know the challenges Florida faces in getting back to the top of the SEC East, getting back to the top of the SEC, and it takes big wins like this. All right, here we go. I'm going to try and catch up with some of the comments. You know, sometimes I do these a little live, um, and then sometimes pre-record, put it out there. Uh, but right now, I see you guys leaving some of these comments right here on YouTube. So if you got anything you want to say, try and drop it in here so I, I don't have to go so far back. <laughs> um, but let's see if I can get to a couple of comments right here as far as this. Uh, Greenbow Shrimper says, yeah, Kelby should be a five-star. Andy Jean is also crazy underrated. There we go. I mean, you know, when we get to the early signing day and national signing day, I mean, we're still some months. We're still some months away from that. And while Florida may have some players rise, they'll probably have some players fall as well. Uh, but, I mean, I, lately... When we've gotten these updated rankings, I think overall we have seen a jump for Florida players. And Andy Jean, I think, is definitely one of those uh, where we will see another season of tape, I think, really help him and separate him from some other receivers out there. He is one player I kind of do expect to keep rising in the rankings. Uh, Cameron James, perhaps tomorrow, hopefully is a Gator. He probably would be another one if you want to add him to the class. And then a player who would keep an eye on that would rise in the rankings and that would end up helping Florida. That is one angle of this as well. Um, so we know, we'll see. If you know, Kelby's 
in that top 100, if he goes out there and shows out this season, when it's all said and done, you know, could he have that top of season where he would be pushing for his five-star? Very difficult. But start rising your way up there. Never know what would happen. Uh, Chris Storley asking, Parker going to Florida or Tennessee? Uh, Chris, man, I, I don't really know on that one. I would throw Georgia into the mix as well from what I'm hearing. Uh, I don't think that one is... All that set in stone either way. Recently decommitted from Penn State. Don't know the timing of a decision there. I know Florida, Tennessee, more than likely, probably the top choices right now. And now, you know, with this happening right here, with the commitment of Kelby Collins, and then hopefully tomorrow if Cameron James, does Georgia start pressing more for some of these defensive line targets? Something to watch for there. Oh, y'all telling me Kelby was in here? Well, if he is, if he, welcome to Gator Nation. If uh, you come back and watch this, or if you're still in here, uh, welcome to Gator Nation. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Reggie Patterson says, 300 in chat, but only 70 likes. Yeah, there we go. Let's take care of that. Hit that like button, everybody. You know, get everybody. I mean, the more likes out there, the the more this gets out there and Gator Nation gets to see it. Recruits get to see it, hopefully. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. But uh, yeah, man, if, if Kelby was in here, I'm sorry. It's hard to keep up with the chat while I'm bringing you all the info right there and taking notes and good stuff like that. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, another good point right here. USMC Gator Twins 15. Tamorian just got offered by Clemson. Yeah, he did. Uh, that will um, will certainly probably play into it as well. Uh, let's see. Let's keep it going. And True Fishing did ask about the, the how many defensive linemen take this class. I don't think there's a hard number. I, I really don't. Now, of course, you're not going to go way overboard with it, but – I mean, probably Florida will probably take three more if they can get them. Four, I mean, if, if, and of course, this if it's the right combination. Of course, I don't. Florida, there's no need for Florida to reach here. I mean, I'll, I'll throw that list back up one more time. But you start looking at that list. I mean, there's there's no need for reaches here. I think Florida would absolutely take Parker, Hall, Norman, James. I mean, that's four, okay. That's four right there. And if you want to start being picky, you know, who knows the timeline of these? Jordan Hall was absolutely worth waiting on. You're going to wait on him. If it, and it sounds like he's not in a hurry to make a decision. But come, I think he's making a decision national signing day, so all the way in February. I don't think early signing day. I could be wrong with that, but either way, either way. If he wants to decide December and he wants to decide, or decide in February, you are waiting on Jordan Hall. And I don't think you're necessarily 
you are shunning away anybody else on the defensive line that wants in. But you're leaving room for Jordan Hall. There's no cap, of course, and as long as you're under the 85, you know there's no recruiting signing cap right now. You can bring in as many as you want to, as long as you're under 85. That kind of helps Florida right here. But there's defensive back numbers that comes that, that start to come in play. Of course, the recruitment of Dijon Johnson, Cormani McLean still out there, wide receiver as well. I think you start looking at numbers wise. As far as overall class goes, but right here at defensive line, I'd just bring him in. We know the help Florida needs up front. All right, let's see. Um, Got the question here. Do you think we need another linebacker? Laiwaya. Uh, I uh, hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. Hamashi. Um, absolutely. I do think Florida needs another linebacker. I'd love for it to be Grayson Howard out of here in Jacksonville locally. Uh, I've gotten to know the kid. I think that will be absolutely tough to pull him away from South Carolina. Trayon Webb that says he's going to work on him, uh, but he loves that staff there. He has a great relationship there with the the staff there at South Carolina, I honestly think it would be very, very tough to pull him away. Um, I won't com- completely dismiss the idea. I just don't see it happening. I hope it does. Lewis Carter, of course, is another name. Can you flip him away? I think it will come in form of a flip if you do. That's what exactly what I'm talking about here. Lewis Carter, another flip candidate that I think Florida would love to be in on. Committed to Oklahoma right now. I think he's from the Tampa area, if I, if I remember right. That's another one. So, yeah, I believe they are very, very close in the rankings. So, you take either one of those guys. Absolutely, if you can get another linebacker and it be one of those two guys, you bring him in. Uh, another position where I think Florida needs that true position. Florida needs more true linebackers. Absolutely, you go get another linebacker. If you can, especially if it's one of those guys. Um, Nathan, you bring up a good point. How do I think Florida stays under 85? I absolutely have no idea. That That's probably the hardest question in all of this and probably the hardest realization of some guys are going to have to get pushed out when it's all said and done after this season. Uh, maybe some push themselves out if they don't get the play in time, if they kind of see the writing on the wall, that they uh, may not be – as heavily as involved as they want to be this coming up season. So it maybe takes care of itself, but that is very, very, a very prudent question of how Florida is going to eventually get under 85. Cause I also think Florida wants to save some room for the transfer portal in this class as well. And when it's all said and done. So there's a balancing act going on with recruiting, how big you want that class to be. How many spots do you want to leave open for the transfer portal? And maybe you just go along with the recruiting and you get who you get. You go get who you want to get in the transfer portal, and you then you do make those hard decisions. And I hate it for guys, but that's just the realization of it right now. You may be you may be losing a spot. You know, Billy Napier didn't didn't re- recruit most of these guys, and. If he wants to build this roster in his image, he should have the right to do so. And I hate it for some guys who who may get pushed out, but that's the reality of the situation right now. 
And we know this roster needs some work, and that might be one way you have to do it. Uh, Christopher Frog, uh, kind of along this situ- along this, I probably should save it for more of a football episode instead of recruiting, but kind of going along here since we're talking about defensive line. Christopher Fogg says, do you believe Jervon would be okay playing the edge? I do think so because I don't think, you know, he's not this true, true space-eating defensive tackle, very strong player, can make some plays there as far as the speed goes and maybe even muscular strength power goes. But I think he might can be a force against offensive tackles with his speed and power combined. I do think he's going to play some. I, he, he's one of those players you can you can move inside outside, and, and I think will when you want to bring another pass rusher on and you want to have a Jervon in the I mean third down. Just put it. I mean an ideal third down look for me in passing situations. Jervon in the middle, Sap to his left, and maybe Boone to his right, or you and me yelling to his right. I mean that's. Ideal. So he's going to play in the middle still some, I think, in a lot of third-down situations. But, I, I, yeah, I think he'll be okay. I, I, I really do. Uh, I really do. Uh, but, 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 let's go. Good stuff, guys. Sending all this stuff in here. Uh, but, 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 but. Guys can tell. Feeling good here. Uh, Mitchell Kutcher says, any ideas what's going on with the offensive line board? I do not. <laughs> that is one that is really, really got me stumped. I don't know where Florida goes uh, from there after missing out on some of the top targets so far. That is one, that's probably my biggest question so far, um, or remaining in this recruiting class is how does offensive line finish? And that might be where you leave some of those open spots for the transfer portal. Just might be. But, but Cody asked, where does the signing of Cameron James put us? I think it would raise Florida one more spot to number 10. You would not pass, or it would be two more spots. As I said, basically tied with Tennessee right now. Raise Florida up to 10th, I believe, would put Florida in front of Penn State and Tennessee uh, and one spot behind Miami. I believe, and of course, you know, I, mean, I, I have looked ahead at that. So <laughs> uh, kind of reading the tea leaves there. All right, good stuff, guys. I'm going to get back to this Saturday. Hope you can get back to your Saturday, have some fun, enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend as a Gator fan, as long as everything goes as planned. Hopefully more on the way. Hopefully the Gators aren't done for any time soon after Sunday. We'll be right here to keep you updated, to keep it going. One more time, big get for the Gators. As Kelby Collins, right up front for the Gators this year on the defensive line in this class, chooses the Gators over in-state Alabama. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.